0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations.
1: Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn and yesterday we celebrated Valentine's Day showing love to our significant other and yet today it's back to business as usual and marital relationships and unfortunately the divorce rate often for Christian couples is not much lower than those outside of the church or those who actually call themselves christians and today we want to bring some hope to all marital relationships and here to help us is author and pastor david kibler dave thanks for being with us man well thanks for having me well i i'm so excited you just uh released a new book called eight things i wish i knew before i said i do and after uh, scanning through your book reading some of it uh there's a plethora of marital wisdom packed in here uh gotta ask you the simple question though you're a busy guy, a pastor of Catalyst Christian Church in uh, Nicholsville. You coach soccer, kids, wife, all that. Uh, why did you decide to write this book?
0: Well, uh, when when Rachel and I celebrated our 25th anniversary, uh, leading up to that, I just had this idea. Uh, it was eight days before our 25th anniversary. So I said, so I'm just going to write eight things on my Facebook page that it won a day that, that will m- maybe. I will share some things that we learned. And the feedback of these eight things were just incredible. And one person from Chicago uh, said, You really should write a book. And I love to write and uh, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I could expand on these things and these are things that we've learned the hard way. I don't really have to do any research. I don't you know, these are things I can write from the heart, these things that that will that are just universal for every couple uh, that uh, that's that's attempting to build a home together. So I just started writing and out Came this book, and uh, and it's just been it's just been an amazing process Uh, that started back in uh, in June of, of 2021, and I finished it in around October 2022. So it's it's just been released a couple weeks ago.
1: Well, I uh, no people are going to be blessed by it. Wally Rendell, who's a hero of the faith to both of us, actually was a guest on Hope is Here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he wrote a review for the book. He said, you need three books to make a marriage, a checkbook, a cookbook, and the good book. <laughs> the observations and principles Dave Kibler outlines are subtly based on the good book, God's Word. Dave and Rachel Kibler are honest and forthcoming about what works once you say, I do, until death do us part. Read and be blessed and so, uh, obviously, Wally Rindell speaks well of it. You know it's going to be good, good stuff. And as I was looking at your chapters and just the topics that you get in here, uh, the, some of the topics, the root cause of all conflict, become good at forgiving. One of my favorites, make your words sweet. You may have to eat them. <laughs> be the person that you want your children to be. Never win an argument. Just go to bed. Have a high trust home, make all financial decisions together, God first, everything else a distant second, and staying married through a parent's worst nightmare. Which last time you were here, we actually uh, shared uh, just that nightmare that you went through with losing your precious son. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll try to include a copy of that podcast so people uh, that are going through that uh, can be encouraged. But, uh, only can handle a couple, times. I'd like to do. We could do a whole month of this, but today, uh, let's talk about the root cause of all conflict. David, uh, why did you decide to make that the
0: first chapter of the book? Sure. Um, well, the, the 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 question that people ask is: I, I had a friend come up to me and say, "Why do so many married couples hate each other? That every married couple I know hates each other. Why is that?" And I thought long and hard about that, and said, "Well, that's actually the wrong question. Uh, the 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 right question is why do so many couples love each other? Uh, you know, chaos and anger and everything. That's the default. That that doesn't take any work at all. That's the default. And so we shouldn't be surprised that." couples are in chaos. That's the default. What we need to ask is, what causes love? Not what causes anger, but what causes love? And so uh, that kind of began, I kind of began exploring that Um, But then I kind of ran up against the number one cause of all conflict from every playground argument when you're in kindergarten to every world war and everything in between. It's selfishness. It's me, my wants, my needs, my desires are more important than you and that is the cause of every human conflict and when you realize that 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 uh, you know we come into this world as selfish self-centered demanding immediate satisfaction immediate you know you try to reason with an infant that's hungry i mean good luck you, you know and and honestly a lot of us haven't ever grown out of that stage uh but the root cause of all conflict is selfishness because that's our default state we are self-centered uh, me first beings, and um, and so marriage is two self centered, imperfect people trying to build a life together. You know what could possibly go wrong, and so uh, so th- that's that's where we find ourselves. Um, now the the Bible though has an amazingly different vision, a radically different vision for marriage, and that's something called mutual submission, where both husband and wife submit their wants, their needs, their desires for the betterment of the other. I, I had a seminary professor that said, really, the only argument a Christian couple should have is who gets to go second. And, uh, and it is so funny when I teach this concept of mutual submission. I usually have somebody come up to me, usually a man, but plenty of women, saying, "Well, doesn't the Bible say that you know wives submit to your husbands?" You know, Ephesians 5, 22, 24, and, and I, I, I lovingly guide them to the verse right above that, Ephesians five twenty one, that says, "Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ." And then the the wives get two verses, and the men get eight verses. You know, the the the, the wives get two verses of what that mutual submission looks like, and and the men get eight verses of what that mutual submission looks like uh and so when we truly get a hold of the the christian concept of mutual submission both husband and wife submitting their wants needs desires for the betterment of the other then you have a true uh vision for christian marriage
1: that's good stuff well and you talked about you know in your book there you, there's a the problem was selflessness.
0: Uh, <laughs> Talking <laughs> well, about that. It, it was the, uh, C.S. Lewis in the Screwtape Letters is the one who just brilliantly uh, showed this. He, uh, he said that men and women tend to define selflessness differently. Uh, men, like you and me, uh, we define selflessness as primarily not giving trouble to other people. Uh, we'll sit there, not bothering. We'll sit in the easy chair for a couple hours. Won't make any demands. Won't make any. You know, not, we're just not going to give trouble to other people, and that's what we consider being selfless. Now, our our wives, the women in our lives, tend to not always, but tend to define selflessness very differently. They define selflessness as taking trouble for others. They'll go out of their way for this. They'll do this task for this person. They'll do this task for person. And so with the two different definitions of selflessness, you can imagine what's going to happen. A man can sit there not lifting a finger, in the house, uh, not doing anything but thinking he's being selfless because he's not causing trouble for anyone. And a woman will uh, just involve herself in everything, in anything, in everything and anything and everything, drive people crazy through, you know, by, by micromanaging and everything, thinking that she's being selfless. Um, and so um, that, that causes a lot of discord in the home. And, and I've had couples that I presented selflessness to, and they've come to me and said, This selfless thing isn't working. He's lazy. Well, she's driving me crazy, you know, and, and everything. And so we have to understand that men and women define selflessness differently in general. Now, that that's not a hard and fast rule, but in general. And so um, that's one of the things that I like to counsel couples on, that, that men, it, sometimes being selfless means that you take trouble for others. And, and and women, sometimes it means that you don't give trouble to other people. So, you know, we have to temper down our natural, uh, you know, our natural brokenness, and, uh, and And work together for the good of the home, and so that, that's that 's kind of kind of the kind of the thing that we talk about there
1: well, you talk also about in your chapter on the root cause of all conflict about um, peace in the home yes. on that a little bit.
0: Um, well the, the peace in the home is uh, is truly the uh, the goal um, at least for me i 'm forty eight years old. Uh, I I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm I don't have the same energy I used to. I I'm, I get tired easy. Uh, I I don't have time to. I'm I'm very busy like we all are. And honestly, I just really want to come home to a peace at a home at peace. I'm not interested in conflict. I I don't want. Uh, I don't have to have things my own way. I I just I I would like peace in the home. And I think that when we apply biblical principles to the home, that's what we get. Peace in the home, devoid of conflict, devoid of tension, devoid of second-guessing, uh, devoid of all of the, the conflict that, that are present in so many homes. When we truly, truly adopt mutual submission and we act selflessly and we embrace selflessness as much as we possibly can, it really does lead you know, to peace. In the home um, uh, with the goal of, of, of peace, a lack of conflict, but also a presence of wholeness, a presence of love, a presence of joy. Uh, I, I love the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 24. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And a, a, a home, that I believe this with all of my heart, that a home that does things God's way lives by mutual submission, lives by selflessness. The Holy Spirit blesses that home with those fruit of spirit, those nine things. And, uh, and, and that's just the kind of home. That, that, that kind of home is worth more than winning the lottery to me. I would rather come home to a home at peace than come home to a, 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 an overflowing 401k and, and, and where there's conflict that's that's just me at at this point in my life I don't want conflict and I, I and so that a home at peace that is my goal and I know so many other people that is just what they want too absolutely
1: just tuned in we're talking with David Kibler he just released a new book called eight things I wish I knew before I said I do uh, to wrap up chapter one in your new book and I'm talking about conflict your day uh, the root cause of all conflict you uh tell about the story of selflessness the Delaval.
0: yeah yeah i want to end with that um my, my grandmother dela kibler um one uh, amazing woman um she and uh, my grandfather had been married. Uh, they saw their golden anniversary, uh, but my, the the end of his life, my grandfather had Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, and it was just awful watching this very, very this World War II vet, you know, pull himself up by his bootstraps, provide for the family, you know, being not being able to do that. And 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 my grandmother uh, decided to keep him at home. Now, this is just their decision. I'm not. Some people make their own decisions, but she decided to keep him at home. And it was taking a toll on her health. She was uh, having lung trouble, not sleeping well, full time care of my grandfather who was who was declining rapidly. And uh, my dad and his two sisters, I, we were over at their house one time, and, and they were watching my grandmother lose weight, and they were concerned about their mom that they were gonna, rightly so. I mean, she, she her her health was affected, and they said, "Mom, you've got to put dad." In a nursing home, you've got to you've got to do this because we're afraid we're going to lose you too. Mm. Well, my uh, my grandmother, who was a fiery Scotch Irish lady from the coal fields of Virginia, you know, wasn't having any of that, uh, and she pulled herself up to her full five foot two height and you know stuck her finger in the face of her children and said, "This man is the love of my life. He's the father of my children." He is going nowhere. When I said, for better, for worse, till death do us part in sickness and in hell, I meant it. And if, if there are no other you know, comments, this matter is closed. And I was 20 years old. I was engaged. Uh, I, I wasn't married yet. I was, I was looking at starting my own uh, marriage uh, the next year. And I just thought to myself, what an amazing statement in a, in a, in a, uh, a culture where think people divorce over the littlest things, the smallest things uh, you know, here is, uh, uh it, this is it. This is it. This is what it is all about right here. And, um, and so she, she kept him home and cared for him. And when he died in February of 1996, he died in his, in his own bed with his wife holding his hand. And, you know, she was the love of his life and he was the love of her life. And, Um, And my daughter, Casey, who got married in 2021, when she uh, at her rehearsal dinner, uh, she named this the Delaval and she pledged this to her future husband, she was about to marry the next day. And so I, I thought to myself, this story of selflessness um, just rippled four generations, uh, you know, to, to, to bless four generations of my family. And, and I, I just like to end with that. That's, that's it. That is powerful.
1: Wow. Really, really good stuff. Fortunately, out of time, but good news is Dave Kibler's going to be back with us tomorrow. We're going to continue talking uh, from his outstanding new book, Eight Things I Wish I Knew Before I Said I Do. You can go to his website, davidkibler.com. That's davidkibler.com, and see about getting a copy of the book, or you can email him. We'll even meet you here locally to get a copy. For David Kibler, I'm Greg Horn. We'll see you tomorrow again with Dave Kibler on Hope is Here.
0: Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.